Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. Who <laughs> messy this is professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Booking the Territory, the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. For today, we're talking to NWA Starcade 1990. This is part one of Starcade this week, as we've done mentioned a few times over the years. We do do Starcade on the free feed. Uh, it is a pay-per-view, but it is the one that you get for free, and that's only because back when we started doing 1985, we gave that one away for free. So uh, if you appreciate that, become a patron. More on that later. This is Starcade 90 Collision Course that took place December the 16th of 90 in St. Louis at the Keel Auditorium. And it was the last Starcade under the NWA banner. More on that later, I guess. Before I throw it to Doc, special shout out to our largest page contributors monthly, disrespectfully classy, Marky Blassie, Mike Childry, Joe Ice, good old Justin, thank you for your patronage each and every month. And then Chris D, thanks for going annual. Actually, you were already annual, but you bumped up. So thank you, Chris. Brendan L, thanks for becoming a new patron. And Jason D, I can't remember if I got you last week, but thanks for signing up as well. Doc, I got all that out because um, I just have a hunch you might be fired up, but maybe not. How goes it today? I'm fired up because it's the standard bear flagship of the promotion. It's Starcade 90. Um, and as always, we're here to cover the event as only we can do it. Uh, we think Harper will be on soon. Is that correct? Well, um, you know, texted him earlier. He gave me the no sell like he does sometimes. I just told oh, him yeah. what, what the what the deal was. And he um he never responded, but you know, I have all intents and purposes believe he should uh, be here. It, it may be even later than normal for Harper, if that makes any well, sense. Well, we're gonna do here's the thing, and we're gonna pull back the curtain a little bit here. Uh we're doing both part you're gonna hear Starcade over this week and next week. But we're recording them all tonight. Now, I got to admit, I was a little surprised that I was asked to be here. I figured you had made the switch to, to Darren as the new co-host. Is that is that not correct? Come, come on. Like, dude, I, I've told you numerous times. I don't know if I've ever said this on air, but I've said it off air. One time you were you had some stuff going on with the kids, couldn't maybe make it to the show. And you were like, man, just do it without me. And I was like, nope, I'll do it later if I got to. And my exact comment was, I stay with the person I came to the dance with. So stop with that nonsense that you're saying, because you know no, no, I no, wouldn't here, do that. Here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to address this situation, and then we're going to move on with the wrestling. So here's the deal. I don't like Darren. And from the la his last appearance, 
he doesn't appear to like me much and my voice gets on his nerves. So I'm going to explain to him the right way to live. We preach this every week on the air. We've been preaching this a lot lately. I don't agree with you putting him on the air, but you did. So whenever I see him or hear his voice, I'm going to do the thing that we preach to other people. I'm going to hit that gimmick, slide, delete, and move on with my life. If he doesn't want to listen to us, I suggest he do the same, but then he's going to lose a big pla- his biggest platform he's ever going to have. So here's the deal. There's no more name calling on my end. He's not worth it. You're never going to hear me sell it. You're never going to hear me talk about it. It's not worth the time that I have left on this earth to worry about it. That's that. I have one question for you. So how do you feel when there are certain docaholics out there who worship the ground that you float on? Because you don't walk. You're like Jesus, bro. You float. Actually, Jesus walked on water. Something like that, right? How would you... How, how do you feel knowing there are a few docaholics who have reached out to me and said, uh, you need to give Darren a regular appearance. I've had a few even say, give him his own Patreon show, but they're docaholics. How do you respond to those folks? Do I have to deal with it? No, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm done with him. Okay. And so I can, we say it all the time. If you don't, we tell people all the time. If you don't like it, just move on. Just hit delete. Just move on with your life. And all the things we do, look, if there was a dime to be drawn, I might be interested. But since <laughs> there's not, I'm done with it. There's folks and you're on not going to, you don't hear me raising my voice. You don't hear me getting all upset. I'm not going to say bad words. I'm just telling you that it's over. Um, uh, if you don't like something in life, don't get all upset. You don't all cancel everybody. Ignore it. Okay. So uh, are we going to wait for Harper to get on? Because Harper I don't was being think an we should, he could. No, no, no. I mean, I'm talking about for you to talk out, to him about He might Darren. be out, you know, tearing up the mean streets of Metairie. I'm talking about f- f- because he was being an instigator. Oh, no. I don't care. We're done. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm ready to talk about 1990 Starcade, which has some similarities to 1989 um, in some of the thing. presentation. But I, you know, we both talked about it earlier, and I know you're going to go back and hit some five stars. But I think 90 might be better than 89. But we got to we got to get there first. Now, you you told me you had some five star reviews. Is that correct? Yeah, real quick, I just want to make mention, I've heard from a couple of people who are not dogaholics and can't stand the doc, but they listen because they love the show. And they said, Jesus Christ, a special a special person can actually make you appreciate doc. I just want to throw that out there. Now, on that note, since you're letting it go, we'll let it go. And uh, let me mention some five-star reviews. These came on Podcast Attic, not Apple Podcast. So Podcast Attic, I got one from Greg S. 1981. Greg says, I think this, I think I know who this is, but I'm not 100% sure. So uh, been up listening to the podcast for a few years now, and I love it. The guys have a good knowledge of wrestling history and have a unique perspective on pro wrestling. Harper steals the show. The show is completely ad free. 
which is extremely rare for a pro wrestling podcast. Keep up the great work. Uh, Greg, you are right. Very, very rare. And um, if you want to keep it ad-free, become a patron, because I think Greg is. I'm almost certain this is the Greg I'm thinking of. TinyURL.com slash BTT. That's tinyurl.com slash BTT. The only place you can listen to our 300-plus Patreon-exclusive episodes, including the uh, video versions of these. All right, we got another one, Doc. I think you're going to... I know I sent you this already, but I think you'll kind of laugh at this one. It says, five stars from the Vagina Wisp. Come on. (laughs) Grow up. It says, I was done by the time Harper said the hurricane was two out of three falls in Lake Charles. Lake Charles is a city in Louisiana, and... um, the hurricane, you know, took its <laughs> took its path there after Come taking on, out man. some other areas. So that was the uh, two out of that three wasn't classy. Like, I mean, right, people that's... were people lost their lives, property was damaged, and Harper's making a wrestling out of it. I mean, what's so unusual about that when it comes to you know, wrestling is everything. So it, it is certainly everything in today's world. I mean. You know, you and I talk about this all the time. News. You can see nowadays. it in all parts of life. It's ridiculous. What did I send you? What did I send you? I sent you a thing out of USA Today, uh, like last week, talking mm-hmm. about how the current pol- – I ain't going to get into the full thing because I don't want everybody we're, – we're trying to celebrate Starcade, not divide everybody tonight. But how the poli- current – one cl- party needs to treat the other party like it's dealing with the WWE. So I'll say it like this. The exact – title of this was the thing about the and insert any political party name that the insert the other political party name have a hard time understanding is to a certain contingent of this party it's all theater and it literally says one political party can learn from wwe as they fight against x y and z it's it's, everywhere it's politics is actually the new wrestling Politics is a new wrestling, but you can get it at the church. That's true, too. You can get it in every one of your sports. Oh, God. The, the And then, God, you know I hate the NBA, but they're leaning into it, too, even more. What's that guy's name? I saw the clip of it. The guy who, who whacked uh, the dude from uh, the Warriors in the head. He swiped at him and hit him in the oh, head. Oh, you're talking about when Dylan arm. Brooks hit uh, Gary Payton Jr., wrestling just straight up wrestling angle i mean it's like when they broke dusty's arm well and then the coach comes out and says we don't play dirty and then the next game their guard hurts memphis's star player and it's like bruh it's wrestling lying promos and then beating each other up what what's not wrestling about that yeah please tell me where where we missed the wrestling because it's literally wrestling the only thing they didn't do was hand them scripts beforehand. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Well, I mean, you're on to something there. Uh, okay, Doc, what else you got before we jump in? Well, I do want to say in the spirit of Starcade, and this is very, in all very seriousness, I don't know any particulars here, but I was listening to the Tony Schiavone podcast uh, recently, and he mentioned that Bob Cottle was in the hospital. And we want to send our, our Starcade best wishes to uh, the Caudill family. Hope that Bob's doing all right, that he's going to kick out. And God, I hope nothing bad happens in between when we record this. 
and uh, when it comes out, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I hadn't. You told me about this. I because I didn't hear it on Survivor. I hadn't heard it. I hadn't heard anything about it. Haven't seen anything about it. And I'm gonna take that as a good thing that I haven't heard or seen anything. I hope it. so, man. We we need Bob Cottle around. I mean, we always joke about how he looks no older now than he did in Smokey or Mid Atlantic. It was like he was born '75. That's Uncle Bob, though, dude. Yeah. And him and Dutch. He's got Fantastic. a lot of our. He's got a lot of our history up in there. Yeah, with everything. Uh, with everything. Smokey. Yeah, we we've we've. I mean, if if you counted it, all the weeks we've you know been with someone like Bob Cottle, and it's not going to end, man. He's 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 probably he's coming third. strong. He's probably third behind Shivani and Crockett. Shivani, Crockett, Cottle. Well, Jr. is in there too because I mean he's Jr. is probably, probably fourth. I don't know. Well, it'd be interesting to tally it up because I'm trying to think well, when that Jr. Seems like came. A research project that, like, if somebody could actually do it, maybe you could give them like half a month off on their patron. You know what? Uh, if somebody wants to do that, go. So the the key is you have to go to 85 at the end of 85 with Crockett. You have to tell us. You know how many weeks it would have been, and Bob, see that's the thing. Bob's not on every week though. Like they would, he would be here and there because we didn't cover Mid Atlantic, we didn't cover Pro, we didn't cover Worldwide uh, on those weeks. That's why Bob this is a been. very, very difficult thing to do. It is, but then you'd have to tally up like when Jr. comes in with the UWF, and you'd also have to tally up okay when Bob is in Smokey, and then when Bob leaves and is not there, and then Jr. is there, so. It would be interesting to know how many weeks that would have been. So, All right, feels somebody like out there research us and tell us about ourselves. I, I'm curious. I mean, he's Bob. I mean, you, know, I mean, you can I'm, give I'm, somebody like a half off on a month's patronage, right? Maybe a fourth off. I mean, yeah, right. I mean, I couldn't like literally give them half off. I'd have to like PayPal them the half. <laughs> that seems like a lot of work. System. Not really, but I don't guess yeah. I understand how all this works. Uh, you, 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 you're as a longtime listener, Chris Sapita says, you're 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 kind of like the brains guy. You're you're not the doer. Here's the thing: <laughs> you don't. All of you schleps down at the at the shoot job don't want the big boss to come down and mess with you because he's not coming to give you money. He's coming to point out what you're doing wrong. And so it's just better if they don't show up. So I don't get involved. I'll let Mike run the day-to-day operations so I can, much like Tony Soprano, free myself up for some strategic thinking. <laughs> show up once a week. <laughs> and at, start the, the, the NFL, NFL pool at the, constru- at the garbage place. In Remember fairness, you, 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 you actually watch the programs. I do watch the programs, and so that always – you don't have to be the fastest runner. You just can't be the slowest one running away from the bear. That's right. All right, well, well we're never going to get through this if we don't yeah, get going. Get, and I see a, no, like a guitar or like a triangle or something and Sting's dumb head in it. And, hey, guess what? Yeah. Any – this is a – this is a major pay-per-view event where Sting is not the worst thing, and it's easy to feel some sympathy for him. How about that? So let's kick it off. It is Starcade 90. Like I said, we are at the Keel Auditorium, St. Louis, December 16th of 90. This 
is the day after the previous um, Saturday night, so which was on the 15th. So they do it the next day. You know, Doc's not a big fan of Sting. More on that later, I guess. But, uh, you know, you alluded to it a second ago. This is... This one, to me, is better than last year, but that's not hard to do. As I say that, there's some moments here that are good. I, I'm trying to put it in perspective of all the Starcades we've done, and I guess we'll kind of wrap it up once we do the end of it next week. Uh, I don't know where to really place it, to be honest, because it's just a different era. It's certainly We have not... definitely switched gears on, on the era. That is, that is 100%. Yeah. Um, it's a new day, if you will. And boy, I was looking, I looked ahead at the, uh, clash next month in 1991 and, uh, it continues to change. I'll say that and without anything, um, but here's the thing, no matter how bad the buildup has been and how bad we know some of these storylines are in retrospect, if I, if I somehow scrounge together the money to be able to watch this on this night. I'm as excited as all hell. Excited as all hell, I do agree with you. And for what it's worth, and no matter how much we've butchered, not we've butchered, how they've butchered this thing, it still has the big fight feel to it. Maybe not like 85 and 86, but it's still got a big, um, you know, like it's a, it's definitely an event. Because you got, like I was about to say, you got JR, you've got uh, Paulie on commentary, Gary Michael Capetta is a ring announcer. They introduced Sam Muchnick, who Missy, Missy escorted to the ring. And then hey, Muchnick gives a speech. Them. Okay, let me see. Muchnick gives a speech to the crowd because they're in St. Louis. And, you know, the people are very appreciative of him. And now you can go to um, Missy and Sam here. You think Muchnick is like, got a boner there? <laughs> Didn't take you long. <laughs> Didn't take you long. Well, he kind of walked funny out to the center of the ring there, standing next to Missy. Okay, now here's another question. Do you think if you, me, or Harper would have been standing that close to her in 19, our 1990 ages, we would have got a boner just standing next to her? I mean, you in 1990, if the wind blew a certain way. That's what I'm talking one. about. So, you know, Missy being there just puts it on a cycle of Decker or two. As far as much, Nick, so uh, let me tell you like this. When you asked, did he have a Woody? Uh, the gym I worked out at, one of the gyms I worked out at in New Orleans uh, before I moved to Texas, there was an old man. And this dude kind of looked like Sam Muchnick, which is funny. I mean, he wasn't this old when I saw, remember him, but he, he was older. And one day, he's just he was a complainer. Like, he was always complaining about stuff. Have you ever talked to you? He goes, man, let me tell you something. You know the one thing? About getting older? I said, no, what? He said, everything gets stiffer but your dick. Come on. Here's the (laughs) the thing. I absolutely love the fact that they come to St. Louis and they're honoring much, Nick. I like that. The the wrestling guy in me likes that. But if we're trying to be 1990, I wouldn't put him on camera like that. This is also the point where it looked like Capetta started talking over the national anthem, which is not classy. Not at all, and kind of did. But there's some audio issues in this thing. We'll get to that when we get to it. Can't remember if it's in part one or part two, but there's definitely some audio issues. So, Mike. Well, Doc. Mike, I got a question for you. Oh, jeez. No, no, no. This is a legitimate wrestling question. 14 matches tonight. Too many or not enough? I mean, 
you do the math for me real quick. You got two hours and 45 minutes of runtime. Divide that by 14. Say that again. How long? You you have two hours and 45 minutes of runtime. 245 you, would be what? 165. Right. So you tell me if. Divided by 14, 14 is what? 13 and a half, you know, close to 14 minutes a match. Close, not quite. And part of the reason why there's so many is because you got this tournament in it. That That's the other thing. Yeah. Um, but remember, we did a clash that had tons of one and two minute matches. So, I mean, it's not the like when you when you realize you're doing this over almost three hours, it's not the worst thing. Here's the thing. You talk about these these little screenshots they have here, the stats. I thought this was a decent idea. I've got it in my notes. I said, if you've never seen Starcade 90, they actually treat it like a sport where the wrestlers have quote unquote stats. Like we just saw Bobby Eaton's and they show his weight, height, et cetera. And then, you know, a fact about him. And so Bobby for Bobby, I think his fact was he is normally a tag wrestler. And this is his first pay-per-view wrestling singles. Um, and then, they bring the Z-Man out, and boy, I know wrestling's at work, but they lie all over Z-Man because they say <laughs> his fact is he's got 35, a 35 match win streak. Well, here's a, here's another problem that the first thing I thought of is now it's important to set an over under on how many times we're going to catch something that's misspelled. Yeah, because there's a lot more text here than just the name. <laughs> there's right? a lot more opportunities for error. I liked on Bobby's. <laughs> It said that that he's from the dark side, but that's formerly Huntsville, <laughs> Alabama. I would suggest that Alabama could still be the dark side. I saw that. <laughs> uh, but all in that. all, hey, you know, we're we're here. This may be, you know, for those of you who are relatively new to the and aren't patrons, we call these a lot more down the middle. Yeah, we're going to talk about much Nick not having a Woody next to Missy, but we're going to call this. We're going to try to up our game to be just like the announcers and treat this like a sport. So we're going to call, it's not going to be where we sit here and kick this thing in the shin for a couple hours. There'll be time for that though. Absolutely. There is times for shin kick and we'll get to it. So with this match, as things get started, remember as JR and Paulie on commentary, JR tells us that Flair has pulled himself from the doom versus horseman tag match. Barry Windham will take Flair's place and we will hear more from Flair tonight because we're told he is here. Paul Lee says Bobby isn't with his tag partner anymore because Stan started dating Yoko Ono and the team has split. <laughs> so Stanfield apparently is dating Yoko Ono, according to Paul Lee. Let me tell uh, you. Let me t- <laughs> Stanfield on his worst day could do much, much better than Yoko Ono ever thought about being. Come on. Look, I know this is shocking to most people and you, Doc, but for anyone who, for whatever reason, has never listened to the Smoky Mountain Show and some of Stan's early promos there, he is a freaking surgeon on the mic talking about the women in the Smokies and how they tried to put their fat, greasy, filthy paws on sweat him. Sweat hogs. And- sweat hogs. He is fantastic and you know i mean to doc's point i'm not trying to say anything about yoko ono but man stanfield is is out there with the top shelf so to say know what i mean well when we've discussed it in the top five rat bangers of all time what is he what was he three 
Remember that time we we did the top five and it was me, you, and Bobby Blaze. I Bobby, think. yeah, yeah. And we all, we had the same top three or four. We, had, <laughs> we might have had like one or two out of order, but we had the same damn ones. Which is funny because, like, you know, Bobby knew two of them, one of them really well with Ricky Morton. And, I mean, he knew Stan from from SMW. It's just funny how, you know, I mean, I've met Ricky Morton. I've never met Stan. But it's just amazing how we nailed that as a, as a trio, <laughs> how close we were to it. And, you know, it's a testament. Look, I know this stuff isn't secretive anymore. You got all the shoot interviews and stuff. But it's just a testament to, like, have Bobby Blaze, who knew two of them well, uh, one of them really well, to, to have his list literally mirror ours. And we did not, like, do that beforehand. We presented it on air for the first time to each other. Tremendous stuff. We, hey, we right, I think it. it's right there. We're eating just through that right hand at the 9.52 mark. Man, mm-hmm. crowd popped at some point, he punched him again, and the crowd popped for him. Maybe not that one. That was a hell of a um, right hand coming into the camera. He did. There is a point. I'm actually trying to go to it, Um, but it's hard. Uh, it won't let me. It was at this point right around here. So Z-Man suplexes Bobby on the ramp, and then he hits a cross body, and we finally get a really nice reaction from the crowd. Here, let me play it. I think this is what the moment I had. My timestamps are a little off. Let me see. Right hand, you're being chastised by the referee. Trying to bring him in. Uh-oh. Z-Man has it blocked. He blocks it. Oh, my God. He suplexed him on the runway. Great reversal by the Z-Man. Great strength to get under beautiful Bobby. Bring him up outside over. Now, it's no disqualification because Z-Man was on the outside. The dive over the top. He can't pin him out there. You know, I'm not an advocate of this of the runway to the ring, but this one was sounding off, so it kind of almost was like an extension of the ring whenever they took bumps on it. And I'll give Z-Man credit. He got some nice crowd reaction there, more than what I'm used to. What do you think, Doc? Yeah, I would agree. I mean, I got a timestamp, but now I don't know what to do because we didn't watch the same thing. Um, So this one is from The Drive. You're, you've got the one from the from the cock, so it may be just like eight to ten seconds off, but it's gonna be it'll be close enough. Okay, I got a fourteen twenty five with a what the fuck zinc. Fourteen twenty five. So let me go to it, uh, which would mean that it may be a little bit past that, but we can go to it. Do Do you need audio from it? I don't think so. Okay. I don't. I usually have notes if I need audio with it. Um. So we got I a thought, backdrop from Tom Zink. That right there? Yeah, I think so. Hold on. Let's let's watch it and then maybe run it back. It had to be the toe touch. Yeah. Yeah, it was. That's what it was. Yeah. He does the he backdrops Bobby and then he does a he's like a damn gymnast, huh? Wouldn't you call Yeah, and it's like for for what? Yeah, he just jumped up the air, touched his toes with both hands. I was like, what are we doing here? Ta-da. 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 So, um, Z-Man hits a, didn't look all that great, that kick to Bobby, but Bobby didn't give him enough room if I'm going to be real serious here. Z-Man is then going to miss a drop kick off the top rope, and Bobby rolls him up and gets the win. Doc, my exact comment was, 
right guy won. What about you? Um, personally speaking, I'm going to agree with you, but let me ask you this. Um, you know, what's the theory behind, you know, maybe wanting to get a, a the baby face and win early in terms of, you know, getting the crowd going? I mean, there's two things. One is uh, usually to open a match, you want it with some excitement, electricity. You want to, want the guys to go out there and give a nice, quick, you know, fast-paced match, get the crowd going, get the crowd uh, lathered up, I guess is what I'm trying to say. I don't know if always letting the babyface go out there and win is um, uh, paramount, but definitely give them something that is exciting. This wasn't bad. I mean, it wasn't the greatest opening match ever, but I think you can blame Z-Man for that. Um there is something to the excitement, not necessarily the babyface winning, though. Okay, yeah, I was, I was more. I mean, I'm good with with Eaton winning there. I was a little surprised at. I mean, because here's the thing: I realized outside of the one match that we're that we reviewed earlier, and we'll get to in just a little bit here. Um, I've never seen any of this. I had never seen the Black Scorpion deal. I'm shocked because I feel like we talked about this years ago, but you know, I'm. But it it's fine. It it may even be better that you know you put eyes on it for the first time. Maybe so. And speaking of putting eyes on something, Jesus Christ! All right, so we go now. Tony Schiavone is interviewing uh, Dick the Bruiser, and he will be the special ref for the Black Scorpion and Sting match. Now we've kind of gone back and forth with this Dick the Bruiser thing. At first, they said he was going to ref the tag tournament, then the final of the tournament, and now the Sting match. Uh, Doc, do I need to play Dick the Bruiser here? Do you need to hear the audio from this uh, to to feel better about what you're about to say? That way people know you're not being too critical. No, and he, and here's the thing where I actually might, may have to back off some. Because he starts talking about the main event, but last week he was talking about the tag. It's like, he's confused, but then Nana started thinking, that may not be him. It may be the promotion that's messed this up. It is. It's got to be, because Jr was saying the same thing on commentary. Like he's talking about Dick, the bruiser in the tag tournament reffing that. So, so it, it may it, be that, for that it may be that I, we, I need to, uh, apologize. I'm going to have to get on a plane and fly to his grave and apologize to him. Wow. Very classy of you to say that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So before we go to the next match, Gary Michael does, Capetta. Does Capetta there look like an ethnic Mark Lorenz? <laughs> no. Okay. Because Mark Lorenz so. may be the whitest man of all time. I think he is. Any. I don't want to go on a tangent, but he stays so calm at times, but then when he needs to ratchet it up, and uh, I shouldn't say ratchet it up, but go up to the next octave, he's very good about that. Like, if you watch some of the old stuff. I love Everyone watching the, the old birds. stuff. That's why I'm here, Mike. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm talking about the, you know, just... The, I remember the Freebirds, when, you know, they left at one point, and then they came back, and he's like, the devil has arrived! Like, when they came back, the way he sold it, he was so... He was so disappointed, but yelling at the same time, but not screaming at the top of his lungs. Hey, I gotta apologize so, for a second. I, You know, I... I haven't been drinking a lot lately during the show, but the Mavericks are playing later tonight. So the only way I'm going to stay awake is to uh, get that drink on. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Mm. Get your Steve Weiser, huh? 
It's a local brewery uh, to the area. It's a revolver, um, blood and honey citrus blonde ale. Ugh. Yeah. All right. Yeah. For you. Keeping the show moving, Gary Michael Capetta, he basically introduces all of the nations, not the teams that are in the tournament coming up, the Pat O'Connor tournament, and says the team who wins will be the champion of the universe. I, <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that name. Better watch out for those aliens, bro. They know how to fucking uh, grapple. Wait, dude, I wanted to ask you a question about the um, God, the, the flag here coming out, the, the Mexican flag. <laughs> Look at the hair on this woman. <laughs> Jeez, how many ozone layers did she kill by herself? God almighty, she's responsible for just large sheets of ice melting today up there at the Caps, man. Yeah, what? Look, what? Look here's the thing. She's using that big blonde hair to get over the fact that in the middle there, it's not so great on her face. Imagine what she looks like today. Dude, I ain't trying to get into a global warming discussion. But the ozone layer depletion from the hairspray that she had in her head. There was no way that the ozone layer could kick out after that. They couldn't kick out on, I mean, no way, no how. Don't get me wrong, the rest of them got some stuff in their hair too, but hers was extra spray. How come they didn't go to the strip clubs? Bruh, I don't know. I mean, JR, you figure he would be able to find some, you know. Are you, you could tell. Look at this, the the flag from Japan. Look at the creases in it. They they got that straight out of a box. Wait, I can't look. You see the crease right? Yeah. They unfolded. Why didn't they just go back over to the Techwood Drive or whatever and get those flags? Uh, I guess because it's not there anymore, or the flags were no longer there. But anyway, we've got eight countries being uh, represented in this tournament. And on that note, we go to the first match of the tournament. Doc, some some countries it. are getting represented just a little bit better than others, which we'll get into. Yeah. So a recap for, you know, if you're a patron, you can see it on the screen right now. If you're not a patron, it's uh, become a patron. Tinyurl.com slash BTT, and you can watch the video versions of these. We got the U.S. We got South Africa, Great Britain, Mexico, the uh, USSR, Canada, Japan, and New Zealand are uh, all in this here tournament. Hey, here's the so thing. And I'm going to get into this more later. The tournament always sounds like a better idea than it really is. And there's always a lot of excitement at the beginning. Because it's new. It's stuff you hadn't seen. And and with tournaments... (laughs) Remember the first one you saw as a kid? Like, remember the first time you you experienced a wrestling tournament? That might have been the only one that you really, really liked. And then as you got older, you were like, this is for the birds. Maybe. All right. So we keep going and we get the first match. It is the United States, which, of course, is the Steiners versus the South African team, uh, who is Sergeant Kruger and Colonel de Klerk. De Klerk, as you may recall, if you're a patron of ours, I think we talked about this, is uh, Rocco Rock from Public Enemy. Now, you told me one time that Rocco Rock was your inspiration for getting into the wrestling business is that right i have no clue why you're making up lies right now on 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 air come on come on pal god damn pal the steiners uh 
they don't have to do anything but throw a Steiner line in this thing. But uh, <laughs> did you see Rocco Rock do some ECW stuff and like Rick Steiner's like saved his life by catching him? Uh, yes. Um, but you know what do you what are you gonna do, man? This was quick, was it not? Well, it's a, okay. I had a note on that. It's a squash match, but you know it's a one-eight matchup. So shouldn't it be? I like that. I was about to say that because the Starcade fact for the capitalized. I don't know. Uh, I was about to say that we're talking about the card because uh, they are the current tag champs and they are the um, number one seed, which makes the team they're facing the eight seed. Yeah, so they should be able to come in and and make quick work. I like the psychology there. Uh, what are any other specifics you have from this thing? This is gonna go to quickly. The, it very much is not just from us. We're talking about the match. It was like two minutes, maybe less. Anything What's, specific? No, not really. I mean, Matt Bourne, his hair looks awful. He's That's got not the Matt res- Bourne right there. Res- huh? That's not. They, they changed it. That's not Matt Bourne. Who is that? Uh, that ain't Matt Bourne. I'm, okay, I'm, so watch I'm, Rocco Rock here. Yeah, when Steiner catches him and saves his life. Maybe Dude, that's incredible him. what he just did. Let me explain. <laughs> you almost Rick died. Steiner, <laughs> Rick Steiner is on the floor. Rocco Rock is basically doing a flip over the top rope to the outside where he's supposed to, I guess, take Steiner out. Steiner realized Rocco Rock, the clerk, is about to kill himself and catches him by his ankles <laughs> and essentially stops him from landing hard. And you then know he what sort at of him. like life preservation gag reflex you don't you have to not have to be able to dive like that. I uh, yeah. <laughs> and then Steiner's selling it. Yeah, I've only seen. I've only seen. I saw Keith Lee on the Indies catch a dude similarly like that from and stop him from killing himself. Like he caught the dude like you like a regular person would just catch a football. Mm. <laughs> Keith Lee is one of the strongest men I've ever seen in person. He is incredibly strong. Um, and the Steiners probably make him look weak. And on that note, they're about to hit the Frankensteiner and finish this thing in like like I said, two minutes time. Uh that is not Matt Bourne though. I don't know what they did with Matt Bourne because Matt Bourne was in the he was on the clash we did, right? With the South African qualifying team? match. Qualifying match, that's right. It was the it was the I'm not trying to be funny here. It was the African final. It was the African final against the Botswana Beast. Yes. Uh one of the guys was was who, Doc? You remember? No. You don't remember the enhancement talent? Bushwick Bill. No, come on. I'm drawing Labor a blank on his name. No. Well, I'm all out of black, guys. Who was it? Big Bill Tab. That's oh, nice. That's right. Big Willie yeah, Tab. Yeah, Big Bill Tab. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, that was on one of our clashes. You can listen to it. TinyURL.com slash Patreon BTT. That was a clash before this one uh, that, uh, you know, they, they, they literally called it the um, African final. The, the continent of Africa. It was the final for them. We'll keep most time as advance, and we go to Rey Mysterio and Conan. The no, Mexican no, it's, team. It's Mike, it's Ray Mysteriac. Oh, you're talking about the the graphic? Well, <laughs> and JR kept calling him that too. Hey, looky there, buddy. He'll don't get that camera too close. He'll he'll super kick it. Doc is talking about Norman Smiley and Chris Adams, the team from 
Great Britain, the UK. Boy. Uh, you hadn't seen this before. What did you think about these two teaming together? Look, Chris Adams, Adams gets a reaction. Back. Yeah. Yeah. He does. And yeah. at this point, is going to be by far the most well-known guy in this match. Uh, for for the uh, if you're an American viewer, what you're saying. I think for you the have to specify at that. Home. Well, I think you have to specify if you if you're a U.S. viewer, you're 100 percent on on the money there. Ray Mysteric, there you go. And and one in Conan. Yeah. Um, it sure is one in Conan. Just realize it. Um, it, looking at Conan, a sombrero to the ring. So Conan, I think gets hurt at the end of this, but he already appears to be limping. To be honest with you, as he's coming. That's out what to I the was going to ask you: is that he was limping on his way to the ring? Yeah, and I'm sure somebody like Melter or somebody reported if he was injured beforehand. I, I've not seen it, but you know, whatever. But he gets injured in the match at the end, at least so I thought. But then I kind of rewound and I was like, wait, he was already kind of limping walking to mm-hmm. the ring, so. Maybe he was already limping. Um, also, there's close-ups here of Conan. Oh, Dude, he's got to be on roids. His back looks terrible. He is full of acne. Yeah. He's injecting something. Maybe. Nobody knows for sure, right? Not like allegedly. he's the only one. I allegedly. think that's the word you're looking for. It's allegedly. Um, I'm, so... I'm going to say this right now. Um, the cameraman had absolutely no idea how to shoot this. <laughs> I don't know if I'd blame them. Right. I mean, they had never, the, the chances that these cameramen had ever seen this style, this sort of lucha grappling global style is next. I mean, it's just, they hadn't. Right. I have to play a sound bite for you. And they okay. hadn't seen this style. You're right. I don't know if this is the exact one. It's going to be close to it. You'll hear it. I'll let it play. But Paul Lee says something that would definitely get him canceled in 2022. <laughs> Let's listen to uh, what he has to say. It might take a uh, second or two to get to it. Well, more than a few seconds. You don't want to trade karate with Chris Adams. He's a black belt. Adams buries the lead in the midsection of Rey Mysterio. And there's that super kick we were telling you about in our Starcade stand. But watch out behind you. This Conan is rough. He's from a bad neighborhood. You know how his parents met? How, Paul? They came over on the same banana boat and they tried to pickpocket each other and they got married. They fell in love. It's going to be a long night. You know, you- <laughs> <laughs> JR's like, how, Paul? You could, t- you could sense when he. It's like when I ask you something. Okay, Doc. And I'm waiting for the inappropriate comment to be made. That's what happened just now. Dude, that's foul what he said. They came over in a banana boat illegally and they tried to pickpocket each other and then they fell in love and got married. Damn. So, we've said it before. It still bears repeating. In 1990, Adam still looks great. And if he could have kept his life on track, I just, he's one of the great what ifs for me because of how charismatic he really was. I mean, the guy in the ring 
was so like had a had a a draw to him. He and what could everything. have been in the big time? You know, we had that conversation one time. If David Von Erich would have lived, he'd have been like 37 when the Monday Night Wars star. What is his role? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I look at a guy like Chris Adams, who's, you know, at 1990 still looks great. But, I mean, can't have him going around super kicking the Make-A-Wish kids. Well, and, and they brought him in during, he was on Nitro. and um, Yeah, yeah, he was in the, with the with Eaton and Regal and Taylor mm-hmm. the blue, but, with the blue blood. It just never... It never went anywhere. So, you know, Chris Adams is... Dude, he... Dude. Is that Go where ahead. he hits... Mysterio hits the, the stairs? The, the, the wooden steps? Yeah, yeah. Here it is. I'll show it again. I was, and then I'll make the point I'll make. There it is when his arm hit it. That hurt. I can tell you that right now. That looked painful. And yeah. And Smiley is great. I mean, he's he's obviously a technician. This is... So here's the problem I have with this. This is, I, I would imagine the people there are like, what the hell is this? Now, this is what we see all the time. But this really stood out by four guys who could go as a really good little match. I wish that I had more time. Yeah, it's the problem with tournaments. You're shoehorning this stuff in. That's right. This is the one that they should have let go 10, 12 minutes because, you know, nobody knows who Smiley is. N- nobody knows who Conan and mysterio are but these guys are doing a, a credible job of, of trying to steal the show yeah i agree and it's different it's new it's I mean, different you know, like this matt this is this is run-of-the-mill monday night crap now or thursday night whatever but this stood out there's some even, other things that stand out on this show too but this is this is different and this is what you want out of a global tournament this is why you do it. That's true. It highlights the different styles uh, clashing. And that's why a collision course, you know, to their credit, it kind of goes with the name. Only other thing I was going to say about this is Adams might not have been the greatest promo guy, but he was good enough in that English accent. You know, he mm-hmm. was popular with the ladies. There you Everything go. Everything else. I mean, he had, dude, he had down to a T. Hey, uh, I want to ask you something here. If this uh-huh. is the finish. It is. This is it. Smiley's like, hey, now wait a minute. What are we doing here? Watch Smiley kick out the pin. Mm-hmm. So Conan's coming back for the pin, and Smiley's going to kick out. Is that considered against etiquette? Um, I think some lines got crossed with what the finish was supposed to be. Okay. I don't. I don't think he was trying to do it disrespectfully. Okay. Uh, kick out. I, I really don't. I, I just don't like, cause he bridges back. And I, I don't think, I don't think Norman was trying to be disrespectful. Like even Conan's like looking around like, wait, what, what's going on? And then, uh, Mr. Ray Mysterio, he, he does a move and hits. I thought he hit Adams on the outside, but then when you get up, he's down for the count. Like he hit something or leg, Adams kicked man, him. right above his yeah, knee. He got a bruise on him. He got a little hematoma something but there was something disjointed in the finish i don't know what it is i don't know if that was supposed to be it i mean even conan is kind of like looking around i don't understand why adams and smiley weren't on a different part of the bracket to at least get a win like i don't Mm. mind this in the second round 
Yeah. They, no, no doubt. I mean, they could have done something because we're going to talk about that Canada and Russia match that's just like, what the piss am I watching? That was diarrhea. But let's not go there yet. The last thing so I, wanted, we, I wanted to finish we, with... You agree that Conan is on on at least one cycle there. One. <laughs> with the acne on his back and the, he's jacked, dude. He's, he, he, looks he, good. he probably left pus from those whiteheads all uh, over the ring. Come on. Uh, um, Adams. Adams, he was a great baby face when he hit that super kick on Kevin and turned heel and with Gary Hart in the ring. Ugh, crowd went nuts. But the only reason he was such a good heel was because he was such an over baby face. Well, he could, and he the was betrayal. good at both. Like that was right in the wheelhouse of like me being hook in the mouth, kid loving wrestling and loving the Von Eriks and Chris Adams. And that was like betrayal with a capital B. He, he could, the, the only, what I was trying to say was he could do it all. There was nothing like he wasn't the greatest promo in the world, but he also wasn't bad. And his probably heel promos were better in my opinion, but he just was, he's the dude who here's the, here's what I think of when I think of him. Not everybody in the territories, as much as we like to glorify the territories was made for the national stage. Would you agree with that statement? 100%. Chris Adams is a dude who was made for the national stage. That's what I in the, the the testament to that is when when they're on television and they're syndicated throughout the US and everywhere. Adams was he was a part of that. You know, he was a he was a big part of that. And he's just a dude that translates and he's a part of that national stage. He looks great on national television. It's just I mean, they tried to bring him in like for this, and then you know, we saw him with the UWF when it, that you know, they bought the UWF. It just the problem is Chris Adams, the character, is made for the national stage. Chris Adams, the person, is not made for the national is stage. Is out, kick, out super kicking somebody in the parking lot. Bruh, he just, he had issues, man. I mean, like, we hey, all. we all got are, issues, man. But some of us are on the extreme end. So, on that particular note, we're going to keep moving because uh, JR makes a comment uh, as they're reviewing the bracket here and, you know, showing who won and whatnot. And actually, let me, I want to see if I can go to it because I feel like it needs to be played. Let's, uh, let me hit play and see if this is it. This has got to be close to it. Diet is standing by. Hope she's not wearing one of those atom bomb dresses. That's that 50% fallout. And a high risk maneuver after the bout. Ladies and gentlemen, Missy Hyde is standing by. Hope she's not wearing one of those atom bomb dresses. That's that 50% fallout. Did you hear what JR said? Yeah, I am hoping that she's wearing that. Stop being a heel, JR. Bro, JR, <laughs> this is a different world, man. JR is talking about Missy's outfit, hoping she has a 50% fallout. Anyway, I just thought I'd play it. 
They uh, Missy is then talking to Alexander York in Michael Wall Street, and York says their computer says that Terry Taylor will lose in under eight minutes and twenty seconds, coming up in the match that Wall Street is going to have with Taylor shortly. Oh, look who's calling! Let let me pick this up, Doc. It's it's a superstar. Hey, Harper, you there? Oh, it says Miss Call. Hey. Oh, there he is. Oh, I wonder why it said Miss Call. What's up, man? I just called y'all. Yeah, I just, I just got it. I just, oh, I didn't. Did you text us? No, you didn't text us. Okay, no, no big deal. I, I think, I think my phone's in the car, and I don't feel like gonna go get it. Fuck it. Uh, well, there nice. you go, everybody. The true uh, insights speak. Oh, look at this. So, uh, Harper, just to kind of reset where we're at, we're in the middle of the international tag team tournament or the uh, world tag team tournament uh, for the champion of the universe, and now we have a uh, Missy interviewing wall street uh who uh, uh we've had the we've had the steiners when when they're opening match we've had bobby eaton defeat the z-man we had um norman smiley and gentleman chris adams as the uh, uk uh team tag team defeat ray mysterio and conan from mexico no, yeah, no, no, no i'm sorry the mexican team won the mexican team defeated the uk team i'm sorry and okay, now can you run back just a little bit to missy i got a question for harper oh god I if you were if you were 13 years old, Harper, and you were standing up there on the stage with these three people, would you have got a boner standing next to that close to Missy in, in 1990? Oh, yeah. See, I told you, Mike. I tell you one thing. Speaking of stupid blondes, what about that fucking corrections officer woman? What the fuck? <laughs> oh, God. She kind of threw it all away right there, huh? Yeah. She was about to retire. Oh, God. She was about to retire. I mean, that's the dream. She ended up, like, being, like, in freaking Rise, uh, Raising Arizona. What fucking heck <sighs> this cage? You've, ever, you've, seen, you've seen that, right, Mike? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I've okay. seen it. Minimal Bro, this, time, is, this is, bro, when you see stuff like that, it's like, okay, this reminds me that women can be really fucking stupid. Mm. <laughs> I just don't get it, bro. Like, who is that lonely? It's like, like this broad can't go to a fucking country nightclub and, and find some goof. Women can always drag something out of the bar. Right. That's what I'm saying. You want to deal with this inmate? Well, he was 6'9", so maybe he had a third arm hanging off. And not only did she kill her career, but... Uh, she killed her fuck? everything. Yeah. I mean, let's say she, she, she didn't basically kill herself. She got arrested. Then what? Then what? She goes to jail, but at least she should be familiar with the setup. That's true, huh? It's like giving a, the a fucking Ukrainians uh, Russian tanks uh, from, like, Poland and something. They already know how to fucking drive the fucking things. <laughs> Jesus We've Christ. just gone from local American politics straight into geopolitics. <laughs> I just can't. I just don't know what was. This woman was about to retire and just live out the rest of her days doing whatever the fuck she wanted. Well, maybe that scared her and, and she didn't want to retire and they were forcing her to. Have you thought about that? 
Well, they go do something else. Well, that's not that's easy for you to say, but maybe she didn't feel like she was validated as a female enough to do anything else. It's a hard I mean, world she out there. She could have done something else. She could have go worked at some other uh, law enforcement agency. If if that's the case, I mean, shit. Just I'm think, happy. Just think if you're about to retire and just be able to sit around do what do whatever you fuck you want and like you know what I'm going to make national news and bust this guy out of fucking prison and we're going to go <laughs> run around the country and they're going to find us in in bumfuck Indiana and then I'm going to try to kill myself and then then I'm going to even fuck that up No she did she ended up dying Yeah yeah like a day or so later Well I mean sometimes I mean, it takes a while Jesus Christ what the hell's wrong with these goddamn people? I mean, he—he's on to something here, man. Like, like, did she just all of a sudden become mentally ill, or yeah, like, right. has she always been that way? Like, what's the? It's like if she didn't want any attention from a man, or get you know have a significant other, go to the fucking local bar and find find some goof driving a fucking two thousand five Silverado. They would fucking love to be around your ass. <laughs> And women can always like have a couple of beers and punch up in that regard. Yeah, exactly. It's like, not dudes, like the dudes just want like a warm. 50. They just want a warm place to park their dick for a little while. Yeah, they just wow. Want That's school. nice. <laughs> what I was doing just fine until just Harper want... showed up, and now look at us. Oh, they just want a nice little dick holster. <laughs> we were talking. We up. Were, we were breaking down the wrestling. And then he showed up. Yeah, Come looks on. great. What Jesus. is this called? Starcade. Starcade. No, the international champion of the, the, the no, universe. No, the, the pa- it's the Pat O'Connor Tag Tournament, but the winner is is going to be crowned the the champion of the universe. Literally, what the that's what they said at the beginning mean? of it. That's that, that's what we were I'm talking about. I'm more curious that. as to where Lord Littlebrook is. That sounds Lord. like something. Uh, he went back to the fucking Smurf Village. Fucking Gargamel fucking got his ass. Gargamel. So do you want to set this up at all, Mike? This match? Uh, yeah, because so yeah, probably uh, tell the people. Harper came in hot. Well, we go to the next match. It is the the next tag match in the tournament. It is Jacko Victory and Rip Morgan. So, yeah, the, the New Zealand. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The royal family. They are built from New Zealand, though. You I guess don't call you... them. The, hey, bro, if, you got, if you're calling it yourself to... What is it? The fucking tag team champions of the universe? Yes. But you, but you better have some motherfuckers who look who fuck look like ET in this shit. <laughs> I told you, maybe the uh, the aliens had a good ground grappling game. You don't and, know. And neither is the fucking UK or Mexico. I, I mean, actually, Doc did say that when we were getting started. He's like, "So we need some aliens in this if they're the champions of the universe." Right. I mean, fuck, you need, like, fucking Greedo from fucking Star Wars, bro. It just is... Call them the 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 international... There might have been something intergalactic... There might have been something intergalactic living in one of those pus balls on the back of Conan's back. Oh, uh, Harper didn't. He'll, he'll, no, he may see it when we get to... Because they won, so they'll face the Steiners. Yeah, Harper. But this boy, is like the, little, the, the fucking muscle. Remember the little muscle guys... They were trying to be the the champions of the universe. Those little pink things. 
What? Huh? Remember those toys? Oh, the those little. I never had those. I know what you're talking about. What were they called? They're called muscles, and they're supposed to be uh, intergalactic wrestlers, and they're trying to be like the the the, the universe champion. They're all from like different worlds. Yeah, but what were wrestlers. they actually called? They're called muscles. Is that what they were called? Yeah. I used to have a whole bunch of them things. Of course you did. Right. So I got a question. Okay. Is Muda out there still thinking about Starcade 89? Because he Bruh. ate a shit ton of pens a year ago. So I, I th- those trying to say who was in this match. It's Jacko Victory and Rip Morgan, the quote-unquote New Zealand team from the Royal Family. Yeah, I don't get it either. Versus Mr. Saito and the great Muda from Japan. Muda is back. Now, remember, as Doc is pointing out, this is the same Muda get a, that got shafted last year at Starcade. Uh, Paul Lee says he had a suspicion that Muda may have been the Black Scorpion, but now he doesn't think so. Uh, I thought that was an interesting point, although why would Muda sound like that? But I thought that was interesting that Paul Lee said that. Hey, I got Uh, something else. uh, Saito is 48 there. God damn. And was the AWA champion earlier in 1990. Well, I don't know, maybe you can take on Darren. I don't uh, know if he looks 48. Does he look 48? And then you can address Harper's statement. Uh, I, I can't address it because I'm never addressing it again. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, he, well, Harper missed the opening when... I, that's not my problem. Yeah. Doc said he's not addressing D-Man again. i tell you one thing. If I was Muda, I would have told him to go fuck off. I wouldn't have showed up to this shit. After the well, way y'all fucking treated me. You don't know how much he got paid. That's true. Uh oh. Exploder. There's there's a finish. One, two, three. See, he got his win back. <laughs> now he just needs two more. Yeah, yeah now he just needs two more and, and for like six months. Right, have they has anybody been ever done worse? I mean of course so, but went from T V champion to pin three times in one night. He was I don't know, ask Doom. They didn't do so hot last year at Starcade either. Yeah, but they got their comeuppance after the fact. But I hear you. It's terrible. Ugh. Okay, uh, Muda and Saito win, and we move on. And then Muda and Saito cut a very quick promo. Uh, and they, Mr. Saito states, they aren't afraid of the Steiners if they, if and when they, uh, they get to the South. Steiners. It's fucking dumb shit. Now, Harper did join at the right moment because the next match... Maybe the worst match in pay-per-view history. Oh, my God. Um, I, I don't know. We've seen some fucking stinkers. Bruh, you have never seen at this point, and I'm fast-forwarding. We're not going to listen to the promo. The next match is, Harper, let me get it out before you jump in. Troy Montour and Danny Bull Johnson, the Canadian team, versus Victor Zangiev and... Salman Hashimakov. So, bro, which, which one of these is named Bull? I assume the big Indian fella, huh? Uh, no, I think Bull is is the dude with the jacket. So that so the guy dressed up like an Indian doesn't even have an Indian name, sir. No. he's an indigenous person. Okay, not, first, not, oh, he's not the this is Canada. They're first peoples. They're first people. Yeah, first nation. Or what do they call? It? Yeah. 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 Whatever. God bless. Wow. You. Oh, wow. Oh, oh. 
Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm insulting these people when this guy comes out dressed like a fucking... They'd have been better off bringing in Iron Sheik and Bill Irwin and saying that Bill Irwin was newly Iranian. Bro. Okay, these guys don't look bad. Just wait till you see him in the ring. I don't so, think they understand pro wrestling. No. Okay, let me let me get this out because Harper's going to just start I mean, cutting promos. I mean, they look real. Yeah. So the Soviet team are legit amateur wrestlers. Oh, and God. the one Russian with the balding head, he's he's actually hairier than Dutch Mantel. Oh. Um, I don't know what the piss is happening during this match, and we're gonna get to that shortly. But this thing ends up when one Russian belly to belly suplexes Danny Johnson and the ref counts a pin. This is probably up there with one of the least entertaining matches in the history of at least pay per views. I don't know what the hell was going on here. I don't know. Look, I get you needed a Russian team. You wanted a Canadian team because you wanted to do this tournament. But this is... I don't know what I'm watching. Fuck. This is dark match. This is this is not dark match. This is Holy independent shit. wrestling. Guys having their first match. Uh, it never needs to see a television or YouTube or... Facebook Why were the line. Russians baby facing on the way to the ring, waving at the crowd? Bro, I don't know. I mean, it's 1990. We ain't friends yet. Almost. I mean, fuck, we're not friends now. Isn't that crazy? Well, how much we had a little period in script? there. We had a little period in there where we were friends. Well, it depends who you talk to. But anyway, I oh, don't want to go there. I'm going to say um, this. Canada's not sending their best. Just, okay, I don't want to fast forward through this. Think, I just, I need. There you go. Think about all the Canadian wrestlers in the world, and this is the two that are here. Yeah, the guy that looks like he's, uh, you know, from a John Wayne Western, and this other guy. I, I Doc, do you want to try to describe? I don't know how to describe this. It's my like, next note that you've already talked about is I said that's a hairy Russian dude. He looks like American Werewolf in London, like when he's changing. Like the howling or something. They don't know how to sell. They're Bruh. amateur wrestlers. He Even just from got a kicked. Distance. Yes. Yeah. That that's crazy. He legit has a coat. He got a coat, but he don't have hair on his head. He's bald. No. But it's growing elsewhere. I mean, you know, Dutch is. I mean, he's got the haircut of a eighth grade gym teacher. Yeah. But look at him. He's oh, yeah. working. Oh, yeah. I mean, this guy's an amateur wrestler. Okay. Well, watch this. He's an amateur. It's, they don't, they, they don't know. This is not a pro wrestling match. It's like they get in there and they just I have mean, an amateur match. I mean, I mean, you can tell by the way he's locking up. <laughs> oh, bitch. He tried a belly to belly. <laughs> Damn, they dropped him on his head. Like, so when have we let guys not being from Russia stop them from being Russian? I don't know. I mean, what the hell? Where was I, Ivan I, Koloff right that's now? That's what I was about to say. Where is Ivan Koloff? Where's Ivan? I mean, I know where, where Nikita is, but even if you don't want to bring in Nikita, you can get Ivan and somebody else. Yeah, so, I mean, call up, uh, I don't know. Vladimir. About, yeah, or I mean, Nikolai Boris Zukov was calling yeah. Boris. <laughs> I think Boris Zukov was still What's in the, the guy from AWA. U- U- Usted 
Soldat Ustinov or you know what I'm talking about? about? Yeah. <laughs> they could have brought in Crusher Yurkov, which is Bam Bam Bigelow dressed him up. <laughs> Come on. No, I'm, I'm, it's a joke. I don't mean that. But no, I had to explain that to the to the boy the other night watching Young Rock. He goes, "I thought that was Bam Bam Bigelow." I was like, "There's levels to this shit, bro." Um, th- these guys, they just have an amateur match and a pro wrestling ring. I don't know how to describe. And they it. have it with two guys that aren't prepared to have it. No. That's the other part. And we I don't think the, uh, those two guys are prepared to have a. a a professional wrestling match. They look like two guys, two guys that got pulled out of the local bar and said, "Look, you're from Canada." And that guy looks like a dollar store version of Ron Bass with the fucking horseshoe on the tights. Yep. My uh, my note here was the crowd got sleepy. They're watching these dudes. They're actually watching these Russians throw around these dudes like they're having a wrestling match. Cause see what? Notice how this is the third time it's happened. One of the Russian guys gets gets the other guy the on the ground. Bro, did you do you see the? Okay, Shit. hold on, Harper. Jesus. <laughs> well, I got. I need you to comment. I'm gonna go back to it. This is the third time one of the Russians has taken down the guy with like an amateur move, and then they just lay there. Because they don't, it's like they don't know what to do next. But the worst part about what we just saw, and they get kicked, and they kind of no sell it because they don't. It's like they don't know what they're doing, uh, as far as pro wrestling goes. And then I'm sure these guys are great shooters. Don't get me wrong. But then the this was the part in the match when I was like, what the hell? The I guess Danny the Bull Johnson. I don't know if I'm getting them confused. The guy who's supposed to be an indigenous person, he comes Montour. in and boots. He he boots the that's right. He boots the Russian guy. And then he tries to like do that Tatonka dance. Right. And he like damn near busts his ass. Thing. Like look, he rakes his eyes yeah. and then watch, watch, he almost uh, falls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. <laughs> they they all look like they work at Ace Hardware. Then the Russians are the managers. Yeah. They don't look... Okay. Oh, and I forgot. That was the finish. Yeah, the finish was terrible. I forgot. That was the finish. Harper, this is the finish. Right here. Because watch the ref. One, two, three. He counts to three. And then he counts again because he's like, I don't know, is it over? And then he goes, yeah, it's over. And then that's when the the little Native American fella comes in to do the war dance. Rakes the eyes, but it's over. The match is over. Look, <laughs> uh, the Russian team. Went, nobody knows what happened. So at this point, I would like to take a second to point out the fact that Brian Pillman is not on this pay per view, oh, and neither are Tracy Smothers and Steve Armstrong. But we got these. Four but shit. these guys made it onto the show. Not only made it on a show, but the team from the USSR, because I keep saying Russia, but the USSR. Soviet Union. Is moving to the second round to we get face to see the team again. from Japan. Yeah, what again. Did the, uh, what did the USSR stand for? Was it Union of the Soviet United Socialist, Socialist Soviet Republic? Yes. And then, and then what did the other, the CCC something? I, that I don't know. The, yeah, we, the, we looked that up years ago. Communist 
cunt party. No, we looked it up. I can't remember what it was. Looky here. Uh, so we go to Sting, who's cutting a promo. And he's got a suitcase that's from like 1975 up there. Let's go to Sting and see what he's got to say as he gears up for the Black Scorpion. Sting of the Black Scorpion. And Champ, how are you feeling about all this right now? Damn. Well, Tony, all I have to say is who would ever believe that something like this would have happened? If you look at the whole Black exactly. Scorpion scenario from beginning <laughs> to end. Who would ever thought that something like this would happen in the sport of professional wrestling? But one thing I know, here in World Championship Wrestling, anything and everything can go. So I'm not going to run away from it. I know that. <laughs> Only one thing I do know is my head is very, very clear. And I know exactly what I need to do. A lot of people said, Sting, you haven't been Sting lately. But I got news for you. Sting left maybe for a little while, but Sting's back now. Sting's going to find out who the Black Scorpion is once and for all. And those of you who know me, you can look into my eye and you can tell by the tone of my voice that I mean what I say. I will find out who the Scorp is tonight, Tony. All right, that's it from the world champion. Back to Jim and Paulie. <laughs> Doc? No. Everything no? you said was was true. Yeah. Who would have thought this would be happening? <laughs> no one could have predicted this. Right. I mean he, I mean he's not wrong. Who would have saw this dumb shit happening? That's what he should have said. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I guess uh, that's right. Nothing like recaps in a pay per view. Jesus yeah. Christ. Well, WWE does that today to the max. So it's awful. Forward, it, I'm know. here. I'm here. Obviously, I know why I'm here. Well, Michael what Wall Street. Is which what? What building is this in? The Keel. The Keel Auditorium. And as we find Louis. out, the they're tearing it down. Oh, yeah, that's and, that really old, old, like a municipal auditorium type building. No, and, it's bigger than that. No, like, it, a, no, I'm saying like the, like, age-wise. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, and and uh, JR tells us that this is probably the last major wrestling event in this building before they tear it down. That goes to show you, the, show you they got the building cheap. Probably did. Wall Street is about to take on Taylor. Before the match, they show a replay of their conflict that we just uh, saw, uh, which was on the Saturday night prior to this pay-per-view. And, um, you know, the one thing about this, I, I give him credit. They got this thing going hot, and they didn't waste any time. You got two guys with bad blood, and they're not going to sit there and have a stupid conversation or allow the ring announcer uh, to do formal introductions. It's on and popping from the beginning, which is kind of how it should be. These stacks are like it's like on the back of a fucking trading card. Yes, we were talking about that when we first started. They actually, they kind of actually do an okay job with it for the most part, but some of it is kind of cheesy. Yeah. I mean, like, like I'll give you an example. Like, Wall Street's here. He's ranked seventh in the world, featured recently in USA Today. He's the first wrestler to use computers to prepare for bouts. Administrative oh assistant Alexandra York is a computer whiz. That's his stats. Was he really in the USA Today? Hell no. Maybe. Ah, no. they, they, they could just make up shit, huh? Bro, you, you could, could say do. anything. <laughs> you could, it was you in could, Sports Illustrated. No, these aren't week. the droids you're looking for. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they could they could tell people they were a five star um, football player at Delgado Community College, and nobody hey, would know the difference. You wouldn't be able to Google it. Yeah, of course. You could just Stand tell up. lies, and nobody cared. Go Dolphins. Uh, so remember, the clock here is because it was predicted by the computer 
that Wall Street would win in under eight minutes and 30 seconds. Not exactly eight minutes and 30, but under, according to the analytics. Doc, I'll throw to you. What do you have from this match? I like I, I, I understand why, based on the, the lead up that we have the clock. I don't like the clock because it's distracting to me. It is very distracting. I mean, you got to do something to show the, the time. I mean, I, I it was also at this point in the card that I realized, you know, one of the things that we talked about, Mike, at the at the last, I think it was the last clash. If not, it was Halloween Havoc. That Paulie was too hyper throughout the whole card. Yeah, he was. He was. It was ridiculous. I feel like he's laid back a little bit more on this show and found a better rhythm with JR here. He has. And speaking of Paulie, he says something here that I think we need to hear during the match. Okay. Here it is. Up and gives himself a little breathing room as Miss York comes over and once again they change the game plan. And you there can change is. it. You can change the game plan all you want. As long as you beat Terry Taylor within 8 minutes and 32 seconds. She's very snooty in my book. So don't date her. She should have plastic surgery and have her nose lowered. Really got her head up in the air. I'm sure Missy Hyde could recommend a good plastic surgeon. Arm bar. Oh. Bar. <laughs> Bro. What's that mean? Damn. Well, she's all natural, isn't she? Just so you know, from what I remember, Paulie amps it up with Missy. In ninety one, well, they're going to have like, a match soon. Yes, yeah, they they have. A, and then like, she's going to yeah. come in and make out with the Sandman a couple of years later in ECW. But uh, Paulie, what a stiff shot right there! What an asshole! A, remember the old days? That's a shot. That's a shot. So, uh, okay, I had that timestamp, Doc. Do you have anything from this one? They had a good match. I don't it, want to downplay this. It's a good match. It's, it's not going to be a five-star classic when these two guys wrestle, but it's also not going to be terrible because both these guys are pros. And after coming off that tag match, I mean, these guys created the freaking Mona Lisa, essentially. No shit. They had to. They had to. They did what was needed after that. I mean. <laughs> I mean, imagine following that. You know, normally you don't want to follow something hot, but they followed something that was just the one of the worst things you could see on a pay-per-view ever. Imagine, like, I mean, what do you say, like, when you, like, after the match and you go to the back? Like, like, what the fuck are they going to tell you? Like, you know, what the fuck was that? So that was good, but what we would like to see next time is a little bit more of the fakey fakey. I hope to God it wasn't what you see on indie shows, Harper, where a guy could have a terrible match and everybody. Oh yeah, in the oh, yeah. that was good, man. That was good, good job, brother. Yeah, good. good match, yeah, brother. Good. You didn't even watch you gave it. Them what they wanted. Good. Yeah. <laughs> if you ever want to see people lie, just go in a independent yeah. dressing room. <laughs> well, don't it's, ask it's how your match was because he'll tell you. Uh, he might be one of the only ones. <laughs> everybody else is brother, brother, brother. Like it's just. Jesus Lord. You know. It was good. It's good. Yeah. Oh, brother, it looked great. Yeah, well, uh, who won? Uh you did, huh? No, it didn't I lost you, asshole. You didn't see it. <laughs> All right. Well, um, Wall Street hits the stock market crash and he gets the win. 
And it was uh, right around, I guess, the seven-minute mark, slightly over. So uh, the analytics worked on this one. Doc, any other thoughts? Always trust the analytics. You can plan your life by it. You really can. All right, so they do show an ad for Wrestle War 91. More on that. That will be on February the 24th. Look at Sting. Sting's <laughs> oh, dress for war. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Um uh, I just I had to rewind it because I wanted Hopper to comment on Sting right here. <laughs> Look at Sting. Boy. Also, how are they going to draw in Phoenix, Arizona? I don't remember how they, how they drew. How are they going to draw freaking anywhere? I so know. I don't want to get to the army again. To I, me, they I, do some good things to get to that, but I don't want to. There's things I the give thing. away, so I'm gonna leave it alone because it's not. I it's can't not imagine 1991 is gonna be better than 1990. Yeah, no, for it's. Real. It, it, I think it's better because somebody comes back. Dusty. Dusty I'm not saying anything, but I think it's better. Now, oh. look, now, look, it's all relative. When you say you think it's better, it ain't us saying, well, we're going to go back to 1986 and 85, and it's going to be hot of the thick fans, baby. And they're going to oh, be, yeah. the kid, they're going to be crawling from the rafters, baby. They're gonna, so many people, no, what's the Ricky Morton thing? So many goddamn people that hang from rafters. This is when uh, Steamboat comes back, right? Mm, Not yeah, yet. at one point. Not now. But but they do like they're gonna do some stuff that's that's I'm not saying well, speaking okay, of it, awesome it, in nineteen ninety, why don't you get us to what's next? Jesus Christ. I was waiting for Harper to comment on whatever the piss is that Sting has on his uh, shoulders dropped. He's Commando he's got, Sting. He's got big old bullets. Was this around Desert Storm? Yeah, sure. We're getting there. Yeah. Well, there you go. America. You we'll gotta put a food in your ass. It's the American way. Uh-oh. Speaking of the American way, WCW <laughs> goes to the Motor City Madman in the Big Cat. They are going to take on Ivory, the, They're going to take on the Skyscrapers, which oh, are boy. Sid Vicious and Danny Spivey. And boy, this doesn't take long. It starts with all four guys brawling. And um, I thought Night Stalker was supposed to be out there, but uh, they say it's... Sid took care of Night Stalker the previous night. Man, the si- this thing lasts like a minute. And but they're all heels, right? They are, uh, but you got to remember. If you listen to the crowd. If you listen to the crowd, <laughs> the skyscrapers were over, even though they were heels. And the crowd is just like, okay, these dudes look awesome, and these dudes don't look awesome, and... Like you always say, Harper, Sid looks like he stepped out of a Marvel comic book. Yeah. So we got to give him the props that we need to give him. Um, they're trying to show the stats as, I mean, literally, it gets going. It's under a minute. And they're going to the stats here when the ass whipping starts. So, Doc, biggest I'm going to throw to you. Ham okay. on t- what biggest ham on tonight's event? What the fuck did it say? <laughs> Pause it, Mike. I just did. Biggest ham on tonight's event, a power match with Little Finesse. Both like to utilize the backbreaker. Biggest ham on tonight's event. What the fuck does that mean? I don't know. I can't help you. I'm trying to think, like, what did they mean to say? Biggest ham. It's off and popping, bruh. Yeah, we don't know. But but we do have a match here where things are going off. Um, and the uh, skyscrapers are going to make quick work. I think we got about a minute here. 
before they end up pinning Motor City Madman and hitting their finisher on him. And um, we're done. They do cut a promo after. And Sid tells Paul Lee, well, we'll decide if we'll make this a one-time thing. No one else will make that decision for us. Um, and actually, I think that's the last time we'll see them tag, at least to my memory, as I can recall. It ended up being a one-time thing. They were heels, but the people cheered them, <laughs> baby faces. And that's that. Doc, any thoughts on this going exactly like it should as much as I'm not a Spivey fan? No, I mean, there's so many, just, this is Swiss cheese logic. I mean, this was a, uh, just a job match. It was a job match with a guy who's a horseman, but he's a skyscraper. There's two heel teams in the ring. The crowd actually liked it. But again, always ask yourself, what do people know? Yeah. <laughs> this was I got a lot in a minute. It need, I mean, this this is the team that needed to win. It's just that they're not. It's like a spectacle. I don't understand not, what the Motor City Madman's deal. Why did they spend money to go shoot that vignette with Polly in the pool hall if this is what they're going to do? Because WCW, that's what they did. It's where the big boys play. Yeah. Trying to make logic out of stuff that just, there's no logic. But I hear you, because, I mean, I kind of do the same thing. Like, what's going on? All right, well, we'll keep moving. The next match is Tommy Rich and Ricky Morton with an injured Robert Gibson who is on crutches with his knee. Can I ask you a uh, question? A, yes. Yes, he was still banging with the knee. Well, I, that, that wasn't my question. Is Do you think by this point, in, it was close, though, so we're right there. Uh, <laughs> Um, do you think at this point in the injury, he's figured out how to navigate that big brace to bang rats? Hopper, what'd you think? <laughs> yeah. I mean, fuck all, all he's got to do is lay there. Okay. She I mean, it wasn't, not, it was, just can't move around too much. We were all in the same spot there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, that's group think at its finest. You can't kneel. That's for damn sure. That's what I'm saying. Okay. All I can do is lay there like a fucking hardhead catfish. <laughs> Hopper, you have to explain. <laughs> you got to explain that, man. I don't think people. What? Oh, they know people, what a hardhead catfish is. I don't think people not from a coast of some sort would. Like. Well, Doc knows, huh? I don't. He probably doesn't. Do you? No, he's never fished in his life, or if he did, it was a million years ago. And he wasn't fishing in saltwater. Oh, well, it, it's a saltwater catfish that that you don't, that like most people don't eat. They just throw them back. And they got these, these fucking sticker things that oh. if you don't, if you don't watch it, they can fuck you up, man. Sting the piss out of you, man. And they, they literally have a hard head. I mean, right. They got a hard ass head. That's what they call hard head catfish. It's, it's like a brick. I mean, yeah. My dad used to tell me this story. He swore up and down this shit was true, but fuck, I don't know. It, there was this old oh god. There was <laughs> there was this old uh black guy was fishing 
by the lake and he caught a bunch of hardhead catfish and he put them in like a, a burlap sack mm-hmm. and he threw them over the shoulder and they stuck them in a, in his back and he ended up dying from it. I don't know if I believe that one. <laughs> I, I, I do believe if you had enough of those barbs in you, you could die. Oh, yeah. I think it would take way more than a guy flinging a burlap sack right. across his back. Right. right. I used to always be like, yeah, right. This should never happen. Have you seen someone get stung with one? I've seen know. them. Bro, bro, they could, bro, you don't want that. Dude, my cousin got in right in his hand. Yeah, in the bro. palm of his hand, trying to he was trying to take one off the hook, and it got him. And man, I thought he was dead. I thought he was gonna die the way he was screaming. Yeah. But yeah, bro, you don't. And then he got stung the next week. He was kicking one off the deck, off the like wharf. Um, he kicked the motherfucker one week <laughs> from the day he got got one in the in the palm. He kicks the bastard. It shoots up in the air and lands in his thigh. Where were y'all fishing at? By the lake? Nah, we were uh, down in St. Bernard Parish. Oh. Like Wyklosky like like and Hopedale and stuff. Oh, all right. Yeah. I used to go down there all the time as a kid. Doc is bored out of his mind. He's like, what the fuck? These freaking Cajun idiots. I think he left. Did he? No, he's on. He's still there. I was gonna go right. piss and then I didn't, so I wish I had. And now I'm. Well, you'll you'll be able to piss in a second because this is the last match from part okay, one. Okay, so is this the match we reviewed a couple of years ago? Did we talk about Little Richard Marley during this match? Yes, we, I think we did. They came out with the Confederate flags. We did like a Patreon or an interview of the week or something with this, and I thought this is. This is insane. I think we just kind of like went through like the opening and the part that shocked us at the time is because we hadn't watched it yet. The whole little Richard Marley thing, because you have Hayes with the Confederate flag and yeah, they've got the robes. Up, man. They're rebel flagged up. They got the robes. They got the face paint, which we've seen the face paint before on pay-per-views and clashes. But I think the thing that sits it over the edge with this is, and at the time we hadn't really watched all the, the venues with Rocky, not venues, but the vignettes and stuff with Rocky King, which kind of makes it worse. I know that sounds crazy, but it just, it does make it worse because there's context to it that we weren't thinking of at the time. And the, the rough part here is we've talked about Rocky King, but then Rocky is, I hate to say it. He's dancing and just here it is. What's up? Just, you yeah. know who he looks like? Oh God. Remember the fucking, the fuck was, I think it was called the Brown Hornet from the Fat Albert cartoons. Yes. I'm going to stick with Otis Day from Animal House. Like the fucking, you remember like he was the black superhero? Mm-hmm. That's who he looks like. I think it was called the, the Brown Hornet, right? Something like I that. I haven't watched it in a million years. I don't remember. So this is actually the first wrestling match of the night. And I thought the crowd was with it because of that. Z-Man and Bobby Eaton was the first match. Wrestling. First technical. Okay, wrestling. Fair enough. This is Memphis-style Southern wrestling. Look. Come on. He's spanking Richard Marley. This is is workers working. I did read somewhere recently 
this angle or time period, Rocky made, I think what he said, decent money. Like he, it was his most notoriety and and like money. It was definitely. So so like Eaton and Zink had, Eaton and Zink had a good match, but this is a wrestling match. That was a wrestling match. The crowd liked this because they hadn't seen anything up until this. This is match number, what, seven, eight. They didn't see anything like this yet. And so it, it not only do, do Morton and Rich and Garvin and Hayes all professionals at this, no matter what you might say, Mike, they're good at this style. And so is this going to be a Meltzer five-star classic? No, but at its position on the card, I thought this got a really good reaction and was a really good match for what it was. It was. I do have to ask one question. Harper was about to say something about uh, Rocky King and uh, getting paid well before I go to the finish. Yeah, no, I'm saying this is probably his best payday by far ever. Yeah, that's how he made it sound. I mean, it was the most notoriety he got, which is kind of sad. Um, And and he got paid well, according to, I believe what I read. But now... If we're going to let Harvin, uh, Harvin, Garvin and Hayes come out in Confederate face paint, we'd have been better off getting rid of either the Russians or the Canadians and bringing out the Southern boys and saying they were from the Confederacy in this world tag team tournament. Yeah, I I was thinking the same thing. Ain't going to have no argument for me. So in the finish, we got all four guys fighting in the ring. Um, oh, Rocky King. Oh, come on, Rocky. Morton actually Damn had it. Garvin rolled up. He's uh is working on Morton's leg, and Little Richard is on the top rope. Richard Marley. He's about to hit Morton, but Gibson hits, um, hits Garvin. I'm sorry, <laughs> get it out. Not Gibson. Richard Marley hits Garvin in the back accidentally, and we end up with a pin here. And then after the match. I don't like what they do. They're, they're, well, he's choking hey, Rocky hey. King right now. Hey, let me tell you something. When all else fails. Blame it on blame, a black guy. Blame the black guy. See how Harford and I went to the same place? Blame it on a black guy. Wow. That's it. If your football team's got a black quarterback and y'all start losing, y'all know who's at fault. That's right. I, I mean, just listen to the local sports radio. It's ridiculous. There's crab legs or loose women or something's bro. in the way. Bro, tell me I ain't lying, bro. It ain't it, it's, supposed to be. Dude, it's like, I, I agree, bro. You get these callers who call in. It, it's like they cannot focus on the dude just either had a bad game or he's yeah, not a no, good quarterback. No. It's got to be. He don't have it between the years, blah, blah, blah. Which He's the got biggest seven of horse kids shit ever. By, eight, by six women. Bruh, don't get me started on that. It was bad in New Orleans during the Aaron Brooks era, and I ain't defending Brooks. He wasn't a good quarterback. Hey, if you need God to go eight eight, he's your guy. Yeah. Bruh, Jeff it was Blake. bad. Remember Jeff Blake? Well, that's the thing. Blake never caught it because Blake got hurt and Brooks took over for him. Yeah. I mean, he never caught it in New Orleans. Let me say that. But, whoo, Brooks. Brooks just made bonehead decisions on the field. Don't get me wrong. That don't. He didn't make bad decisions because he's black. He just wasn't a good quarterback. Like, he was average. What do you want? But these people who call in, oh, you know, 
Let's be real, you know. You, you, uh, you don't have it between the ears, brother. That's that's a class. That's a that's, that's a nice. freaking classy, uh, an unprofessional way of saying what you really want to say. Yeah. You know. Anyway. You know, he, he, he went to uh, Virginia for college. Anthropology and like degree. A, and he and he got one of those uh, Indiana Jones degrees. Yeah, anthropology. I think was his degree. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. Before we close out part one, Stan Hansen cuts a promo. He tells Luger he's coming for him, and Luger ain't taking the U.S. belt from him. Doc, anything from the promo before we wrap up part one and move to part two? Maybe he went and took a piss. So he probably did, and on that note, let me uh, just... I was saying... What are we doing? We were about to wrap up part one here. Let's wrap it up. Hit the tagline. Do you have anything? Do you have anything from Stan Hansen as he cuts a promo talking about his match that he's about to have a Luger? No. All right. And I so, feel bad. Uh, and in all honesty, I feel bad for Rocky because he was getting some publicity that he deserved. And they turned on him. Blamed it on him. Man, you gotta watch out for them white people, man. Typical yeah, Caucasoid move. We're, hey, Mike, we're your buddy until we're not. Typical Caucasoid move. Don't trust Whitey, and if you get it, see a doctor. Mm. Okay. Heard that from the, from the jerk? No. Okay. So, need to take care of some business real quick before we wrap things up on this particular week. First off, uh, Hopper's still doing videos, so make sure you go yeah. to... Uh, <laughs> I got to pull say it off, it. Hopper, first. See <laughs> you later. So first, you got to email him, chrishopper16wildcat at gmail.com. And then when you, when you email him and tell him what, he's, what he needs to cut your video shout out, relationship advice, want him to cut a promo on someone, then you got to email, then you got to PayPal him 20 bucks to cc30388cc at yahoo.com. I'm going to do one Thursday. I mean, by the time they hear this, they, I mean, they're already going to have it. Okay, cool. Well, there you go. So he's uh, churning them out left and right here for us. And then, um, we're going to get out of here. Remember, become a patron. This show is free uh, because we generally do Starcade for free. Maybe one day that'll change, but it won't be now. So become a patron at tinyurl.com slash BTT. Don't forget to use the Amazon Associates link at tinyurl.com slash BTT Amazon. A great way to support the show. If you're, uh, you know, if you're shopping on Amazon, the wives, girlfriends, side pieces, whatever you have in your life, tell me to use it. Bookmark it like uh, Mikey and DFW said to do or JBL Objective, tinyurl.com slash BTT Amazon. Appreciate it when you use it. And um, check out our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast with Joe Murad and Michael Quinn. The northern version of BTT, slightly classier, definitely more professional, but still fun nonetheless. They support us. Please support them. And check out the Bottom Line Cast with Mike Pruitt and JV as they cover the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin on their free show as well. On that note, uh, it's time to get out of here. We're going to shut down the episode for this week. Harper may have something before then. I got a question. Was the South African... Team two white guys or two black dudes? I'm just curious. Doc, can you answer that? Honkies. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Keeping it classy on the way out the door. That's um, nice. They, one of them is actually Rocco Rock from Public Enemy. They called him Colonel oh, DeClerc. Really? Colonel DeClerc and Sergeant Kruger were their names. Oh, boy. Definitely white guys. Caucasoids. All right, Hopper, uh, we got to go do part two now. So, once you hit the tagline uh, and get us out of here. Walk it, bitch. <laughs>